Hello and welcome to the first episode of Fantasy Spot. I'm Ray. And I'm Miles. So the first episode we're going to be talking about uh Lord of the Rings basically, the world of Middle Earth. Uh, which is um, very fascinating and can be very confusing. It can be quite complicated to get an understanding of. But we're starting from the very beginning um, with the music of the Ainur. And then so, we're going to go right to then, the modern And then we're going, to, we're going to try and get through as much of the history of uh, Arda and Middle-earth and Tolkien's world um, through the next uh, series of episodes. Um, and then we'll be moving on to any other fantasy media that... Um, we like Basically, we like, yeah. I want to do one about Merlin. We'll get to that when we come to it. Yeah. But that will definitely be one we get to, because we absolutely love it. So I just adore the creatures and the... Yes. The old ways. Yes. But, um, but for today, we are looking at the music of the Idol, um, which is sort of the first part of the history of uh, Arda, which is the world the that Middle-earth is part of. So the music of the island, basically what that refers to is um, Aru uh, Aluvata, uh, who is the supreme deity um, who sort of existed before anything else. He was the only thing that basically existed in this void of nothing. Um, And basically from his thoughts, he created... Uh, these spirits known as the Ainur um, and they're all different in their own ways they all had their own part which is um, why the music came to be so uh, Eru and the Ainur sort of all together made this theme um, the first theme is mu- uh, basically music and uh, if I remember, there were three themes in total that happened um and the Ainur um actually uh basically went with it with um Ares plan pretty much how he wanted it, how it was supposed to be. Uh except Melkor. Now Melkor was the strongest out of all of them. As far as I know, obviously, except for Eru, but um, uh, he, uh, I think, ended up going to like some part of the void, and um, because of that, he ended up doing things differently from how it was planned, causing the music to distort. And soon came uh, uh, disorder and chaos, and that's basically what he's known for. Melkor is the fallen uh, Valar. He is the bad guy, the first bad guy, the first Dark Lord. But that's a little bit later on. So, um. Obviously, you know more than 
I do. Yeah. That's why I'm I... not talking very much because I have no clue. Yeah, because I'm more the book person. I read The Lord of the Rings throughout uh, high school, like, multiple times. Yeah, you read the books. And then, I, and then also The Silmarillion and Starbit and all that. Um, and I just know these things. I've been fascinated by it for And I just watch the movies. And, and you just watch the that movies. That was it for me. I didn't really... The movies are fantastic. But I am going to watch the... Um, Listen to the audiobooks? Audio, I meant that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it is really good to listen to the audiobooks because you can imagine it, yeah, that's what I do. I always imagine it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the amazing thing with the whole the Tolkien's entire world. It's so because of how well he described it, you can easily imagine it and be captivated by this amazing universe that he created. And the fact that he created it, like, created the language first. Which is really good. Which is extremely impressive. Like, imagine coming up with a language and then be like, oh, well, I guess I've got to make a world for it to fit in now. Especially language which no one else has thought of. Because that can oh, be it's, quite... Yeah, but the thing is, he was a... a was it lingu- uh, language... Was linguistics yeah. professor, I yeah. think, at one point? Like... He knew so much about language and how to do. Yeah, how to do. How to he knew how to do. Um and it's seen in the history of Arda, which where did I get up to? Ah, oh, so I kinda distracted you. No, it's all good. Melkor, chaos. He broke the harmony of the music. But then, uh, the third theme that Lutar began, that Arnold couldn't really comprehend it because they weren't the source of it. It was Lutar's. And so, from that, they were able to see basically the essence of the song symbolised the history of the whole universe. Literally everything. And uh, also, they were also able to see the children of Iluvatar for the first time, who were to dwell in this universe. And they were specifically men and elves. They're the only ones that they knew of. Yeah, elves are cool. Um, And then, after this third theme, Iluvatar created... Ea, the universe itself, and the Ainur formed within it, Arda, the Earth, globed within the void that uh, had been there from the beginning, and and it was set up, so the world was set apart from the void, I think is what is in the Silmarillion. In the book. Yeah, in the book. Which is, I will say, the Silmarillion is very difficult to read. It I, sounds difficult. It is very difficult to read because there's so much detail and it's sort of been patched together by... It wasn't even pa- put together by uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. It was put together by 
his son. Yeah, his Chris. His his Chris. His Chris. <laughs> his son Christopher. It's not a Chris flavor. <laughs> his son Christopher put it together, and it's it's very complicated. There's a lot of dialogue between the Ainur and See, for me, if I was reading it, I'd probably go, okay, I'm now really lost. Yeah, it, it can be very easy to get lost with how quickly everything moves. Yeah. It's probably easier for me to like, kind of listen to the audio where someone explains it. Yeah, that's what I had to do. I had to be listening to the audiobook alongside reading it so that I could figure out in my head Which what's bit happening. Which Yeah. Um, and then once... Arda was created. Fifteen, Einar mm. went to it, and the most powerful ones were called the Valar, and then the and then the uh, lesser Einar were called the Maiar, yeah. which are very important. Um, so the Valar uh, consisted of the. Um, Hang on, how many did I say? Was it 15? Was it 15? Some of the the Valar consisted of Manwe, who was the king of the winds and the king of the Valar. the word Manwe. It's such a good yeah. Such a good name. It's so good. And then uh, you had uh, Melkor, who went with them. He is the first Dark Lord and the strongest Valar before he was banished from the group. Oh, because of what he did. Yeah, he did a lot of bad things. Yeah. Um, then you had Olmo, who was like a really close friend of Manwe and the king, the the sea king, the lord of the water. Like he was everywhere. Like he. Um, if you read the fall of Gondolin, you'll see that he very much cared about the children of Iluvatar, and he helped them multiple times. Um, and then, uh, you got Aule, the smith, uh, lord of earth and all that stuff. He's actually the creator of the dwarves. Wow. He, because he, ha- he knew a lot of things. He was very knowledgeable. He wasn't just a smith. He tried to learn as much as he could about Arda and everything that it consisted of. And so uh, the dwarves were created so that he could share that knowledge. And that's why the dwarves are so well known for their the knowledge. Whole, yeah, their knowledge of uh, uh, like their mines and like all these different gems and metals and they're known for being the best craftsmen. And that's because of Aule. And they're the ones who created the ring, wasn't it? No. 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 So, um, but before they actually went to Middle-earth, I think, they were uh, put to sleep in stone, and that's why the whole thing was oh, like... that's not nice. No, it was, it was a mercy. Because at first, when Eru was talking to... Ale about the fact that, hey, this wasn't part of the plan. Um, Ale was going to destroy his creation. No! Because he felt uh, really bad for going against what uh, Eru wanted. 
he was going to destroy the dwarves, but uh, Eru stopped him. Like, no, don't do that. Just wait until after the men and elves have arrived. And then... And so the dwarves were put to sleep in stone until after the children of Luvatar arrived. arrived. Um, and obviously they were taken out of stone and really yeah, yeah, yeah. brought back into the society. Basically, kind yeah. of. Yeah, in a way. Um, and then after our way, we got Orome, the huntsman, lord of the forests, and the great rider. Um, you got Mandos, the doomsman, uh, and the judge of the dead. Uh, Lorien, the lord and master of dreams, visions... And desires in the creek. I love the one about the doom the dead. It always reminds me of Egypt. Yeah, like Anubis. Yeah, like the scales. the scales. Yeah, that that is actually a pretty good comparison between the two, I yeah, think. Although I, I can't remember. I feel like adding that in. Mm. And uh, Tolkus, the wrestler, and the champion of Valinor. Uh, we'll get to Valinor at some point. Um, and the last of the Valor to come to Arda. Uh, and then obviously we got the ladies. We got Vada uh, and Tari, which is the Star Queen and the Queen of the Valar. You got uh, Yavanna Kamentari, the Fruit Giver and the Lady of the Earth. Nienna, the Weeper and the Lady of Grace. No, not Grace. What am I saying? Grace? Where did Grace come from? We're going I mean, off topic now. No, Lady of Mercy. I have no idea where Grace came from. I've literally got it written here. Lady of Mercy, not Grace. Because <laughs> it because you've been going to church and it no, just... no 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 I have no idea where Grace came from. I guess I maybe I saw gentle in the next line and thought ah oh, yes I'll just say Grace instead. <laughs> say, we'll just mix the two and apparently that makes Grace. <laughs> um, oh but no, then we got Esther, uh, the gentle uh, lady of healing and rest. You're very the weaver. Vana the ever young and Nessa the dancer. So that's all the Valar. There's quite a few. <laughs> and and I when you can't remember that list. Yeah, it's really hard to keep track of. But the main ones that you hear about during the Silmarillion are Manwe, Melkor, Olmo, Aule, and I think the others are quite in there as well, but those are like the main ones that I remember. Yeah. Um. Now, once Ardor was created, they, uh, the Valar that I just listed off lived there. And after they arrived and started living there, that's when the Years of the Lamps happened. And that is. Yeah. <laughs> they got destroyed. In the long short of it, yes. Yeah. Um, basically, there was a veiled light covering Arda, and the Valar took said light, created two lamps. Um, one placed in the furthest north, and one put like right down in the south. And the Valar resided right in the middle. Of the two. And I think it was Aule that made the towers that they sat upon. However, at the end of the Years of the Lamps, Melkor destroyed them. 
And so there was no more light, basically. Just, just <laughs> it, it, Yeah. Um, but it was during uh, this time that when uh, Arda was created, the Valar were doing their own things in Arda. Um, so they were creating things, whereas Melkor was the one that was trying to undo their work. Yeah. So they that would do something, Melkor tried to twist it and change it. And Could you just imagine, yeah. like, you worked ages and then he comes on and destroys it. How annoying. It's very frustrating and it causes a lot of conflict. I mean, like, you build it and he comes on it's, and destroys it. It's the it. reason why he was banished from the group, because he was so disorderly and destructive and went against what Eru it's like kind of wanted. It's like vicious circle, which is like, you build something, it gets destroyed, and then it gets built again, then destroyed. Exactly. I can understand why they banished him, because... Exactly. You want to build something, not build it, and then redo it. Mm. Yeah, and like... Thing is, these the light light is very important when you look at the history of Arda. Arda. Like you had the two lamps were extremely important, and after that you had the years of the trees that had like very important, and then later on when the Silmarils were created, that was extremely important and a massive part of the history of Middle-earth because the whole thing with the Silmarils and Feanor is just... Yeah. Uh. (laughs) It's just... It's just uh. like, oh no. (laughs) It's just chaos with that whole situation and the whole Descendants of Feanor thing. Yeah... Yeah, that that was a thing that happened. That happens. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But I think that'll be something that we talk about in an, in another episode because of how long and detailed that part can be. I can feel that might be a couple of hours. Oh, that that there'll be this this whole um part of talking about the history of Arda and what happens and all these different things that happen. It's going to take a while. It's going to take multiple episodes, which I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. Because we have yet to talk about, like, the importance of the mayor, the Astari, and it's, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Very interesting. And it'll be interesting to, like, look up again how uh, other creatures were made. Because... At first, you only hear about dwarves, men, and elves. But yeah, you gotta look in to see how the hobbits were created. Ents, all all the dark creatures, and it's gonna be interesting because yeah, very. yeah. And then obviously, eventually, we'll get to we'll get through the first age, and we'll see what happens in the second age, which there's actually a TV series coming out in September about, which I'm really excited. I'm excited. There are a lot of people who don't think it's going to be very good because it doesn't quite stick to uh, the Silmarillion and the books and all the the original stuff by Tolkien. But I'm not going to judge it until I see it because 
Don't judge a book by its cover. I don't know why I was going for no fair saying it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'd see it and then watch it and then... And then we'll... Think about it. We might even do an episode about it. You, you actually probably might do what, it. End you up probably what, will. When it, when, we, when it comes out, we'll probably end up doing an episode about the first episode. Episode. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll talk about what we do. two. I mean, the first the one... Two is, seasons. The first one is just the trailer. Hmm? Wait, what? Well, as, when I looked on it... I mean... Oh, yeah, the, at the minute, you've just got the trailers. That's what I'm talking about, you just yeah. got the trailer. The trailers themselves, when I saw the first, like, the title reveal, The Rings of Power, I was really hyped because it looked awesome. I loved how they did it. And when I heard that the uh, studio that worked on The Lord of the Rings was going to be involved and that they were going to be... Which is good. Used, is gonna be amazing because they did such a good job with the Lord of the Rings. I think they were part of doing with the Hobbit as well. The fact that they got the same studio coming in to help is phenomenal. It's also nice actually they're doing more with Lord Oh of the yeah. Rings. Not like we're just gonna do Lord of the Rings Hobbit and that's it. It's yeah, nice they're that... going further back. It's nice they're bring it back because most TV series don't come back. They don't yeah. Quite a lot of uh, modern fantasy stories don't elaborate on the history as much, I feel like. Yeah, whereas this one is about... Like, we're going way back. back which is nice, because it's. I can't wait for it to actually come out. And then we see uh, the stories of characters that we already know of. Like, we're going to be seeing Galadriel, which I'm really hyped about. Is she the same actor, or have they changed They've her? changed the actor. They've changed the actor. But honestly, because they're so, is I'm not too fussed about that. As long as they get the, as long as the actor does a good job in portraying the character, it's I'm fine. not. I'm fine with it. Fine. There have been so many times when a different studio has done an interpretation of a movie and they've changed the actor, and it didn't go quite well. No, some have actually done it really well. Oh. If you think about it with like superhero movies, yeah, like they've changed the actor and it's like a defining like, version of that character, but it's not considered, like, bad, it, per se. And also there's some movies which they don't change the actors and it's just yeah. not as good. Yeah, well, it, it really depends on the movie and hopefully... I don't think it's I, not the actor's fault, it's just the way it's kind of... The way it's done, it depends, yeah. I just hope that they do it well because... Galadriel and then add stuff on. Yeah, I I can kind of tell they have added a few things because, like, you see in the trailer that came out after the title reveal that you do have like hobbits in that, which I don't think were ever really mentioned in the second age because they weren't really prominent. They were kind of there, like towards the end of the third age when they left. Wherever they went and went um, west. I mean, it wouldn't be bad if they the put Shire. it right at the end of the series. I feel, I feel like they've done it so that the Hobbit is one of the main characters, but we'll see how that works. We'll see how that goes. But there are characters that I am really happy about seeing. Like, we can't be seeing Gilgalad, 
which you hear about in the books, but you don't hear about in the movie, which is... A bit annoying. Yeah, but it's only, like, a fleeting thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm really happy about that. They're not adding any, like, whizzes and that. That's not going to be in this. No, because they weren't... As far as I know, they weren't around. there at that point. I think, technically, they they were only kind of around for the third age, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. <laughs> I no, could I, be really I haven't, wrong. No, I watched the trailer. I haven't seen any... You haven't seen the trailer? No, I haven't seen any wizards in the trailer. Oh, no. There shouldn't be any wizards in the trailer, because I think they did only come in the third age. Yeah. Technically. Where this age is about... The second age is more about the elves. Yeah. And uh, the second age actually finished with the um, the last alliance... Which is when... Humans and... Wasn't it? Humans, elves... Men and elves fought against Sauron and the Sauron. armies of Mordor. Because Sauron was in that age, wasn't he? Yes. The se- he'll be a major figure in the Second Age. Major. Because this is when the rings were actually made. Which was... Ex- I'll be honest, that was explained in the movie... It was, like, the in the ring, very beginning the of the movie. Bit, the like, bit. in the very beginning of The Lord of the Rings, you see, like, the whole thing, like, the iconic Galadriel's intro to the rings, like, uh, like, the, the what was it, nine rings for the race of men, seven for the dwarf lords, three for the elves, and then one for the Dark Lord. And then there was a Master Ring, which was for the Dark Lord, which yeah. he made, wasn't it? He... Yeah, he made that one, but he, he made... never touched any of the others. No. Um, but no, I am really because excited about Because that ring, could, didn't it... If I watch it, if I remember, it wasn't... It could control all the other rings? Or it couldn't some... exactly... Or was that, have I just made that up? No, you haven't really made that up. The whole thing is that the one ring would... Um, oh, what's the thing? I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, uh, bear with me. I'm going to find the thing. I... No, hang on. It must cost. It's... Ah, found it. Um, if you try to buy that, because they know, like, the things... I don't... They could be CGI. But if they were, like, props, could you imagine how much oh. they would have gone for? I mean, I've seen how much the wizard ones cost to buy. Oh, yeah, the props from the movies are extremely expensive. Um, but I'm trying to find the thing. Well, obviously, we'll look at the second age and the rings in a later episode, but this is just to do this with... This is, like, further down the line. Yeah, this is just... Uh, we're just talking about the... Uh... The upcoming series on Amazon. I'm trying to find the dang... Oh, well, they've even got a whole timeline on where the ring went. That's, that's great. I'm trying to find the verse. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Here we go. Uh, three rings for the Elven Kings under the sky. So the Elven Kings was... Gilgalad had one. Uh, who are the other two that had? Oh, I know damn one. Oh, uh, what's her name? Is it Galadriel? Oh, Galadriel had Galadriel one. Galadriel had one. And then the other one was kept by. That's a very good question. 
I think eventually, I think eventually, Elrond has one, Galadriel has one, and I think the other one is actually kept by Gandalf. But we don't see him use it. No, obviously not. Um, Then you've got the Seventh of the Dwarf Lords in their Halls of Stone. I think eventually most of those get taken by uh, Sauron. Um, In fact, you see in... I think you see it in the Hobbit Extended Edition that... I haven't seen that bit, so... I I haven't either, but I think there's a scene in Dolgaldor where Thorin's father did have one, but it was taken from him. Uh, and Not then, by um, his riders who has, what they mm, call them. Uh, the the orcs of the Urukai. The ones with horses who... Horses? Oh, oh the Nazgul! Which you, you can't see their faces. Yeah. The, the Nazgul are actually the next part of the verse, which is the nine for mortal men doomed to die. They were the... They were the ones that had... They were uh, um, kings of men that had the nine rings and then returned basically corrupted to, yes corrupted is the word probably used and then one for dark Lord on his dark throne the one that sauron made in the mountain the one to ring them to rule them all i remember um, that bit yeah uh wanting to find them to bring them all and in the darkness binds them so that was the whole goal to get all the rings and in mordor just Bind them. Bind them. Um, and work. take control of them. Because the rings that uh, were created not by Sauron, but by the elven craftsman, whose name I cannot pronounce, but is a major character in this time period, Sauron didn't touch those, like, at all, at any point in their creation. He never no, touched them. He was... No, he was there, but he didn't... He... Yeah. He was there, but he didn't interfere. No. And then he used that knowledge to create his own. So I'm guessing he didn't have the knowledge to to do it. Or he did. I don't... Obviously, we'll learn this in the TV series, hopefully, if they do it right. But yeah, I'm extremely excited. Because if they do it right, it's going to be amazing. Just go away and see it comes out in September. Yes. Which is coming up, and I am hyped. So, are we going to leave leave this for the next episode? So, the next episode, we're going to talk about uh, more on the trees, um, and probably going on to the Silmarils because they are massively linked. And then all the chaos that happens after that. Yeah. So that's that for this episode. We'll see you next next week. week. Next week. Woo! Woo! Bye! See ya!